<laughs> Thanks, guys. Hey, <laughs> 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 how you guys doing? This is producer of Brothers Comics. Welcome to What We Missed in Wrestling, our recap podcast. Uh, from starting in 1989, we are in almost the middle of 1990 here with Capital Combat. Uh, only the second pay per view um, by NWA WCW in 1990 uh, on the line. It's just me and uh, Magnum BB. What's happening, man? Hey, I, I was not necessarily prepared for that intro, but <laughs> well played. Yeah, I, sir. Well played. Yeah. <laughs> I watched uh, AEW's last night's presentation on record. I didn't watch it live, and uh, they did the throwback or whatever to announce that CM Punk will be at um, the Collision show on Saturday, and he he did do it. And he's yeah. like, "Thanks, guys." <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, "Maybe this is just Brian last being funny," but no, it was definitely that. So anyway, so yeah, man, it's Capital Combat 1990. A according to Wikipedia, a one-time only pay-per-view this is the only time that there is a Capital Combat. Uh, not so like this a, is Capital Combat season one, episode one. Yeah, episode, <laughs> yeah, the Capital Combat pilot. Um, so yeah, it it's not great. The subtitle is the Return of RoboCop, which we are going to get to here momentarily. Uh, before I even get into the factual information, we talked about it before I hit record. I ain't never seen RoboCop. I know what RoboCop is. Shouts out to Will Stacks that he loved that movie, like from 1980, whatever it came out. It just never did anything for me. And you said before that it's a great movie. So go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's from that era of like 80s hyper violent sci fi ish, you know, Terminator, and then basically everything Arnold did after that. Yeah, yeah no, it's great. Uh, there's the. The the best one of the best parts about it is they they run this this running gag through with this like over the top game show. It's guys like I'd buy that for a dollar. But anyway, it's, yeah. it's the inspiration I think for the uh, Smash TV video game, which was great. Also, shout out to Smash TV. Wow. Yeah, y'all got me on that one. It's set in Detroit, right? Mm-hmm. I think I know enough about it that I would. I mean, I'm sure I've seen bits and pieces of it. And yeah, I'm sure you've seen when the Ed 2000 goes berserk and shoots the dude in the in the boardroom. I'm sure you've seen that. Yeah, uh, isn't Michael Ironside the the villain? I think so. well, he is, but he's like beast. the flunky of the villain. Uh, okay. Ronnie, whatever his name is, is the corporate villain. And then there's mm. also like a coked out rival of somebody that's you know, there's there's like everyone's a villain in RoboCop pretty much, except okay. for except for RoboCop, except for. Uh, Karen, Nancy Allen, mm, of course. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, this is the return of RoboCop, so this is like a tie-in for RoboCop Two, Electric Boogaloo. Uh, <laughs> that WCW is trying to, uh, I get get their fingers in. Now, this is before, this is after the buyout, right? So Turner owns this at this point in time. Uh, yeah, d basically, didn't didn't Turner didn't they become WCW as a result of the transaction or correct? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, I I don't know if there's some sort of tie-in for whoever the producing or the directing company was for that movie, which is why they wind up on TBS here or uh, something or this pay-per-view. You know, just some sort of weird tie-in, which is kind of. I mean, probably groundbreaking, at least as a thought back then, but still goes on to this day. You know, WWF has matches that are sponsored by, you know, freaking Mountain Dew the and Mountain they do Dew all these things. Yeah. 
exactly. So, I mean, it's, it was probably groundbreaking at the time. You just probably should have picked a better movie uh, <laughs> to try to do a tie-in with. Uh, so, if I haven't seen RoboCop, I certainly haven't seen RoboCop 2 Electric Boogaloo. So, yeah. And I think I, RoboCop 2 did not have Peter Weller at that. I think they, okay. I think he... Maybe he was in the second one, but I no. Apparently, he's he's showing up on the list here. They brought okay. them both back. But didn't they make? Wasn't there a remake of RoboCop? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Starting that. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Didn't see that one. <laughs> yeah, I did see it, but it was the same movie. I mean, there's not to it. It's a cyborg experimental mm. cyborg prototype. Good cop mm. gets set up. Like mm. on the brink of death, brings back is it him or not? It's like Deathlock from Marvel Comics. It's yeah, it's not a groundbreaking story, I don't think, but it's good. No, uh, the but that era there was it like it was like hyper violent. Like mm. when he gets when he gets like maimed before he becomes Robocop, it's pretty mm. rough. Oh, it probably right. is, like looks like a joke now if I sat here and watched it, but it was pretty rough at the time. Mm. Yeah, I, I I don't know why I, I missed that one. So our factual information for Wikipedia, which is never wrong, uh, May nineteenth, nineteen ninety. Man, where are you at? Uh, about to wrap up first year of school, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, probably not watching any wrestling at this point. Yeah. Did you make your way home for summers at the early parts of college career? Uh, or did yeah. You start to yeah. just still yeah. grow roots and okay. No, because we had co-op too. So, right. Yeah, I had like we always almost almost exclusively ended on the 15th of the month. So I'm pretty sure I was all the way back in, uh, at, uh, back in Dayton at this point. I'm, I'm going to shout out a name and, you know, I know you might know something about him or whatever. I'm pretty sure John Jackson came and picked me up, uh, that, you know, he just came across and I, 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 I vaguely remember this, but I'm pretty sure I'm accurate with it that he came like over we went to the student union we played uh teenage mutant ninja turtles with my roommate <laughs> at the time and i'm pretty sure we beat it and uh you know just drove back you know back to dayton or whatever so shouts out john jackson so now, anyway for you for you younger viewers you younger <laughs> listeners who might think it's an accomplishment to beat teenage mutant ninja turtles it really just meant you spent a lot of quarters it's just I mean, a lot it was of just quarters, like yeah. an infinite play side scrolling quarter yes. sucker but and if you wanted to, you could go to Walmart right now and pay $300 and stick it in your garage and play it for whenever you want it to. Because uh, I have seen it there numerous times. And, you know, it's like, man, that would be nice. All right. So, I yeah. get the X-Men one before I did that. Yeah. That, I, just thought, I just saw something on Twitter that that one was actually on sale somewhere this week for some reason. Um, the game yeah. always sucked, though, because if you use your mutant power, like, you lost all your health and you get pumped. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just gonna do this until he dies and put in more quarters. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like <laughs> now, yeah, Colossus was Colossus was legit. Yeah, he was a shit because you couldn't miss with his power. Yeah, that'd be the worst. Like if you use your screen. power and missed with it, and you yeah. still got punished. But Colossus <laughs> just wiped out the whole board. So. Yeah, that game was awesome. Uh, all right, except for Dazzler. Anyway, all right, so uh, we're at the D.C. Armory, Washington, D.C., 7,500 in attendance. There's a question mark by that on Wikipedia. Said it seats 10,000. Uh, WCW not in a great spot here. Uh, so this is a papered crowd a lot. And you can tell by some of the matches that people aren't um, into it. And Wikipedia also says that, and I've heard Cornette tell this story, that the time on the ticket was wrong. Like the time said 8 o'clock, oh. but the matches actually started at 7. 
So like the early <laughs> matches are a little bit empty uh, as people are filing into their seats uh, later on. So well, yeah, that's funny given the opening match. Yeah, right. Well, is it funny? <laughs> I got a subtitle for that match too. Um, and then our announcers, Jim Ross and Bob Cottle. Tony Schiavone is back after a mm -hmm. very brief stint in uh, <laughs> WWF as our backstage uh, interviewer, along with Gordon Soley. Uh, so, yeah, that's our, our crew. Bob Cottle, not great. No, no, not a yeah. fan. I'm sure he's a nice guy. He's right for certain audiences, but I yeah. don't know. He was... I don't think wonder, he was a good compliment for Jim Ross. No, and you have to wonder what's the rotation like here, like and why. You know what I mean? Like, why are they rotating him through? I've heard Jim Ross say on his podcast that Gordon Soley wasn't really happy about kind of being replaced, so he kind of treated him like shit. Mm. Um, so you can see why they're not together. Although essentially they're do they both would do the same thing. You know, you yeah. needed somebody to be color. And, you know, I mean, think about who we've seen do color through this whole thing, you know, from Magnum, Bob Cottle, uh, who have been some of the other folks that have been out there. I mean, they, they just kind of keep switching people in with Jim Roth. Well, I remember they did uh, at the one, the Goofy Tournament, it was Jim Cornette and then yeah. Terry Funk. Terry Funk. Yeah. That one was weird. Yeah, I, I don't, they never, like, they didn't find it. They, they hadn't really found like a booth at this point. They didn't find a good pair, a good compliment. Somebody really go with Jim Ross. Yeah. So a lot of stuff is going to happen after this pay-per-view. We'll talk about a few of them as we go through, but we're going to get through the matches at seven total matches or eight total matches, eight total eight, matches. Eight yeah. Our watch along is going to be the Steiners versus doom. When we get to that point, um, so we'll, we'll get to that when we get to it. Uh, so, yeah, let's just jump right in. Match number one. My subtitle was How the Mighty Have Fallen. <laughs> yeah. The opening to, uh, curtain, it's the Road Warriors. Uh, again, riding on the back of motorcycles. It's like three pay-per-views in a row where we've seen this. Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, the Road Warriors versus, oh, you know, Cactus Jack and Bam Bam Bigelow. Sweet. Oh, it's a six-man? Okay, well, they got Kevin Sullivan. Okay, I guess. And Norm, who's not the lunatic anymore. He's just Norm. Just Norman, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's a RIP all on the babyface side, both Road Warriors and Norm. All, oh, Norman's all not with us? Norm is not with us anymore. And then on the heel side, uh, RIP Bam Bam Bigelow, 2007. Um, so a six-man match. Now, think back to our youth, youth. Fuck, Road Warriors, Dusty Rose, they're six-man tag team champions. They pulled them dudes out to wrestle six-man matches on freaking Worldwide. We would be super hype. I saw this, and I was like, oh, okay, a Norm the Lunatic? <laughs> uh, come on, man. So, yeah, If I remember, it's been a while since, it's been a couple weeks since I watched this. He, I think he, he spent a considerable amount of time in the ring, as I recall. Yes, he did. So before we get into the worker, <laughs> yeah. before we get into the match highlights, air quotations, we got to have this discussion about Bam Bam. So we were readers of the wrestling mags uh, back in the day. You know, the after mags is what they would call them now. And Bigelow, before he made it to his original run in the WWF, was somebody that I used to see in the mags all the time, you know, big dude. They talked about how agile he was It freaking, you know, the, the tattoos and all this stuff, you know, and again, before tattoos were on every single person and every single wrestler, 
like he was just like this like oh shit and you know and he finally gets called up to the wwf of course they kind of make you know they gimmick him up or whatever and you know i think that's when he got the flame tattoos on his head and the flame outfit is what you know like they just kind of gimmicked him up like they always do but bam bam was a great worker man like he's super agile he could do pretty much everything you know, this is not necessarily the best showcase for that, but I, I, I mean, I remember singles Bam Bam of being a real big fan. Yeah, wasn't he in World Class, too? I think that's kind of where yeah. I remember seeing mm-hmm. him. Um, yeah, he was great, um, and you're right, like, burying him in a six-man, but which is a schmoz for most of the for most of the match is not really the way to use him. And it's, it's funny because, like, the roster they had some talent in WCW, but like oh, it's yeah. just nobody like they just they just ran them out and had matches. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, other than like I guess the the Horseman storyline, they just kept running people out to have matches, and for the most part, they have good matches. But then it's like, eh, you know, yeah. why well, would we just my- do that? My note on here also says, so we've been running them since we've been running these uh, the pay-per-views for WCW. Is, you know, is we wrestle here. Yeah, yeah. I, I get that part. <laughs> you also, everybody doesn't need to have a 20-minute match. Yeah. And, like, this one, go and it goes through, like, three tag team matches that are 20 minutes, like, back to back to back. It's way too much. And... This match should have been over fairly quickly. It goes like in nine, a little under 10 minutes, but it probably should have been like seven or eight in and of itself. But yeah, just some highlights or whatever. Uh, the Road Warriors back on motorcycles again. Uh, Norm is awful. Uh, I don't think that was anything eye catching about that. Cactus Jack in shape. <laughs> yeah. Like, way, I mean, for whatever then and you know and i kind of remember him a little bit later because i know he's going to feud with staying here coming up like soon enough but also i had to get this conversation in too because i know this keeps coming up do you feel and i know cornet alludes to it sometime too do you feel cactus kind of ruined the business too by taking the insane bumps and people just were like oh i can do that i can take that bump but not necessarily developing a character. They're just taking the bumps. I mean, I never really thought of it that way, but watching this match, the bumps that he takes stand it's, out. Like, yes. It just, Nobody's doing that, right. It ju- and it's just like a simple throw out of the ring or into the railing or whatever. It's like every bump he takes is just a huge bump somehow, mm-hmm. one way or the other. Yeah, And so I, I never thought of it that way, and I'm sure that is the case, but... I think it, you know, it really got worse later in Japan. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 and I'm sure a lot of the guys that have, you know, you know, have have seen him come off the cage or everything mm-hmm. else, are definitely tried to emulate some degree of that. So yeah, but you know, it's what's worse: the big bumps or the the gymnast moves resulting mm-hmm. in big big bumps. You know, right. so I don't know. It's just two flavors of things that probably yeah. we should have had less of yeah i mean yeah i mean and things evolve for sure but like it just seems like man there's a lot of people taking what well, he in this match i would think he's taking an un- unnecessary bumps like you said oh, over the top but like 
viciously over the top. Yeah, like, like over mean, the top like, to the straight to the floor. Yeah, straight to the floor. Head like, first hey. off the off the apron. I'm exaggerating, but just like yeah. everything is like wow, wow. It's like just, dang, like nobody else is doing that like at all. Like to get that. So all right, my other note: uh, animal, super agile, matches way too long. Uh, Warriors selling still odd. Uh, <laughs> like completely odd uh the heat gets it's on norm naturally uh and then hawk pins kevin sullivan uh after uh was off the top rope clothesline at 9 38 i'm f- uh, i'm certain we've seen that exact same fin- finish in the road warriors varsity <laughs> club yes match in the last uh however many sessions yes. this has been and boy this is if this series has done nothing else, it took the shine off the Road Warriors for us. No, would you right. say, <laughs> mm, boy, man, I like, yeah. I mean, I'm like, look, I was like, okay, like you're selling against Bam Bam Bigelow. That makes sense. I guess Cactus, you could buy it too, but Kevin Sullivan is four foot seven, man. Like, yeah. it just doesn't make any sense. It does like, no why, moves. It's just they, no, it's, he's terrible. Oh yeah. God, oh my. Anyway, all right. This is the Road Warriors' last match. Mm. They're headed to WWF, according to Wikipedia. This is it. Uh, not a great one uh, as a send-off. And I wonder why they didn't have to job out the door, too. Um, but, yeah, this is the Jim Hurd era. Uh, We're on the path to running Flair out of here, too, which we'll get to when we get to the main event. Uh, but, yeah, um, not not a great match at all uh, and probably a solid two minutes too long. Talk about too long. Match number two, <laughs> y'all. Johnny Paralegal Ace uh, <laughs> versus Mean Mark Callis, uh, soon to be The Undertaker, man, uh, with Teddy Long uh, as his manager. Teddy Long is the Bobby Heenan of WCW at this do you, point. Do you think Teddy Long got four paychecks for this? So, <laughs> so I think uh, he man- what he manages twice, three times, and wrestles. Three yeah. and a wrestle, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Ace is terrible, uh, yeah. like really, really bad. But I will say, this is the best Johnny Ace match we've seen uh, in the time that we've seen him with the dynamic dudes and whatever. Like this is the best he look, huh? Because he just gets his ass. Well, kicked. that's fair, but uh, I mean, he looked better than he did yeah. in the past. But I mean, again, they're starting from the bottom. Mean Mark Callis, uh, soon to be The Undertaker in a few years here. Uh, this motherfucker is super athletic. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking, man, I've watched a bunch of Undertaker matches, and he barely moves. Yeah. Not Mean Mark Callis. Mean well, Mark Callis moves all over the place. You got to remember, like, once he got to the WWF, it was mostly, like, you know, Fighting mother, fighting other monsters, and yeah. he wasn't having those matches more often than not. So you would see that, yeah. but yeah, I mean, like, like the rope walk and stuff like that kind of became caricatures, and he would he would bring them out, but it, it you know it didn't definitely didn't have the same kind of impact here. And and again, like, what a talent, but just not positioned to do anything. Mm. You know, you know, could I don't know if there was the opportunity to keep him, develop him, or whatever, but. Yeah. And, you know, Undertaker was, you know, perfect gimmick for the perfect guy at the perfect time. There's no, mm-hmm. there's no telling, there's no saying that there's no, 
it's not really credible to claim he could have been the exact same thing or more in the WCW, right. but they could have done something with him. Something. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at him. This is it's giving me Hogan vibes. The leg yeah. drops, the the yeah. freaking the shoot offs, the the clotheslines. I'm like, man, this dude is great. Mm-hmm. And you know, we get to the heart punch, which you know became a uh, a staple in our you know kind of growing up and hanging around with folks of like you know pretending to punch people in the heart. That was you know something that became a thing but uh he's also wrestling match two versus johnny ace yeah. um so yeah and he was a bootleg skyscraper the last yes. time we saw him he was That's right the progression of people they were trying to fill in because sid wasn't there so mm. um let me see what are some of the match highlights johnny ace sucks mm-hmm. uh mark callis super athletic like holy shit athletic um uh, and this is going to come up in all the uh, matches, especially when we get to the tag team matches. Which, again, as I've watched AEW's for what, Dynamite is the Wednesday night show. Yeah, so I watched that today. And I think this is something I keep harping on on here. Like, wrestling does not work without baby faces and heels. It yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. Like, it, the whole premise is based on somebody to cheer for and to Mighty Cheer against. And so the first match on Dynamite was the Black- Blackpool Combat Club versus uh, some of the Three. Mexican luchas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I forget what their names are. But Was it Penta so, and Phoenix and somebody else? Yeah, but that what the, what the Lucha Brothers, is that what they're called? Mm-hmm. So they come out, the Blackpool Combat Club, but it's, but it's Yuta, Moxley, and uh, Claudio, and they come out, and th- th- there's the bad guys in this situation, and they're cheering for them. They're not acting like bad guys. They don't, you know, like the people. It, it doesn't make it doesn't yeah. work. Like you're supposed to be cheering against them. Okay, so I bring this all the way back to Steve Austin, like and the, uh, and the Outsiders when they made heels kind of cool. I mean, I know like the horsemen were kind of there too, but you really still cheered against the horsemen. That was a small minority. But like the NWO and then Steve Austin and kind of the rock after that, they made the heels cool. And that was the path to the end because nobody wants to get booed. You know? Yeah. I and it, but I think part it. of it too is like you, you have to work differently as a healer or a face as well. And I think. You know, to some degree, Austin's working style matched the persona, matched, you know, the crowd reaction. But with right. like the Blackpool Combat Club, they wrestle like heels and they're cheered like faces. It just doesn't make any sense. And they right. can't, you know, when they're, and then when they're programmed against heel or against faces, then it's like a split reaction. And it really doesn't make sense. So, right. Yeah. It's just when you're looking at this match, you know, and, you talk about the psychology of professional wrestling or whatever, you know, the heel's going to get an advantage on some, you know, some cheap kind of move. And even in this match, you know, freaking Johnny Ace is chasing, you know, Teddy Long out there. After you distract the referee, he gets hit from behind and there's the heat, mm. you know, like, oh, he cheated to get the advantage. Like, that's what the heel is supposed to do, you know, so the baby face can make a comeback. And then, you know, more than likely Johnny Ace is obviously going to get beat, which is what happens here. You know, or the babyface makes a mistake, 
that gives the heel the advantage to get to you know to get the heat on them and then beat them. Like, is this is freaking checkers, man? This is not chess. And when you don't do that, it just becomes a bunch of people doing moves. And I know I feel like I'm parroting like freaking Cornette, and I kind of hate that in a little bit. But he's also not wrong because right. it's like why do not why do people have these emotional reactions to these things? It's because you don't know who to cheer for or you who to cheer against. It's it's you get it's, to train like, people like yeah. what to watch and yeah. No, it's it's this it's just bad. Anyway, heart punch, that's awesome. And then his finish is the flying elbow off the top. The heart punch was just a setup. Mm-hmm. And he gives like a freaking Randy Savage esque elbow off the top rope at six foot ten or whatever the yeah. hell Mark mean Mark Cows was at the time. I mean whew. I mean you could see it. Except if you were Jim Hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, definitely, you definitely couldn't see it if you were Jim Hurt. 1041, though, uh, the under the soon-to-be Undertaker wins. So, yeah. Right. Probably didn't need that long, but it is what no. it is. Uh, we go backstage with uh, Tony Schiavone to the Rock and Roll Express. They do a backstage interview. Um, mm. What's up with Robert Gibson and his sign language, bro? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> somebody that he knew would be watching, he was trying to help out. Hate on Robert. But it wasn't beyond but, the, like, the, you know, the I love you. Like, he was like, I was like, damn, he's like one of them dudes when the president be talking and shit. Like, he was just standing next to him. Now, like, the yeah. question is, was it actually something? Hell no, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. He's just freaking throwing fingers up. It didn't really matter. I was just like, He oh, had carpal no. tunnel he was trying to stretch out. He's like, damn. Yeah, man, I was just like, like, ugh. Talk about the rose falling off the blue. Well, if Robert Gibson gave, whether he gave a promo Mm -hmm. with with speech or sign language, I don't think it would be any more or less effective. (laughs) So he might as well just sign it. Oh, damn. Yeah, we'll get to their match here. It's like match six. Uh, uh, Match number three, Tommy in shape rich. Uh, because if you go back to when he wrestled the Cuban assassin, yeah, we never pay per few we saw, he was a Cuban sandwich, yeah, probably the Cuban sandwich. <laughs> rich. Um, and he's in really good shape here, like, yeah, he's in really good shape. And Mike Rotunda is all yoked up in this match, too. Captain Mike Rotunda, Captain Mike, yes, uh, were, versus, go ahead. this was a decent match. This, yes, was it was, yeah. <laughs> It took the Samoan SWAT team 20 minutes to get their freaking who's going into the ring thing first because it kept getting booed or interrupted or whatever, man. I was just like, oh, my God, this match is forever. And I think this starts the string of, oh, no, no, it doesn't. It's, uh, it's after this. But, like, yeah. All right. So to get you Samoan straight, according to Wikipedia. All right. So this is the Samoan SWAT team. This is not the head shrinkers, right? Uh, No. So... It Who was, were the Samoans we saw in these previous ones? Is these the same dudes? So, <sighs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was the Tonga Kid and Rikishi, right? That's who but, these dudes are. But the who's the Samoan Savage? Okay, no, the I got that. The Tonga Kid is the Samoan Savage. Okay, I think they've just been repackaged. But it's the same dudes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, this is this is the Tonga kid and Rikishi. Okay. 
So yeah. So yeah, Samoan SWAT team. They've taken out like all the savage stuff. They've gotten rid of Percy Pringle. You know, they're on their own now. Because uh, he's with apparently he's with Bam Bam Bigelow. So yes, and that's a, and this this you said this was a pretty decent match. Yeah. You know, you got former world champion, former tag team champions. Obviously, these dudes can all work. I thought it was a really good match. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the fact that Fatu becomes Rikishi, <laughs> what, a, what would you say? A solid 150 that yeah, he puts all, on? All in a one particular area. Also. Yeah. A solid yeah. 150. I saw him at a con. It's been a minute ago. He definitely was on Atkins or something at that point. Like he's well, small, he was smaller than he is here, and yeah. you know how big he was as Rikishi. So yeah, yeah, he's definitely not doing the ass thing anymore. And then I don't know anything about the Simone, uh, the Tonga kid or whatever. All right, it, it's really unfortunate that Mike Rotunda really kind of couldn't talk apparently or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he's his like all the matches we've seen with him, like he's really really good in the ring. Yes, he is. I mean, he's great in this match too. Yeah. He's the one that winds up getting the heat. Uh, and they know, like I don't know what I don't know what the captain gimmick was because I assumed that was a heel, but he yeah. was wrestling as a babyface here, and you know he hadn't seen much of that because he'd been in the varsity club or mm. whatever. So yeah, this was like a throwback to the U.S. Express microtone. He was great. Yeah, tag uh, team specialist. Yes, and he was. A, uh, he had the, he had a crew. The captain's crew was Abdullah the Butcher and Norm the Lunatic. That doesn't sound like baby faces, but no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. But uh, he's a baby face now, wrestling with Tommy Rich, who again, Southern boy, Southern champion, or whatever, wind up becoming the the world heavyweight champion or whatever. He could give a fired up Southern boy, you know, uh, promo. But this match just seems like it's like thrown together. And again, mm. 17 minutes and 54 seconds, though. And yeah, there was a solid three minutes of stalling of them 17 with them, you know, doing the who's going to go into the ring first bit. Like that took forever. Uh, so yeah. So Tommy Rich is the one with the comeback there. Uh, an axe handle off the top rope. Uh, and Tommy Rich gets pinned to 17.54. Just, just way too long. Not necessarily bad, just a little bit too long. Because we wrestle here. Mm. Yeah, all right. Match four, air quotation marks. Teddy Long versus Paul Ellering in a boxing match. Speaking of yoked. Yeah, well, yes, for sure. Uh, Paul Ellering, definitely yoked up, for sure. Uh, Like, completely. We miss out on... Missy Hyatt being the ring girl. And this is a hair versus hair match as well. So you got managers and hair versus hair. So hat on a hat. And um, there's nothing to really say about the match. Of course, freaking Paul Ellering is going to win. You know, they try to box air quotations. Uh, it doesn't really work out. My note says this is stupid. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But also my note says Teddy Long kind of ripped too. <laughs> you know, you yeah, got he's, that skinny rip thing going. You know, it's yeah. not too bad. But yeah, it's just silly. So he loses, uh, and he gets. Uh, look, look, man. Um, as a member of the ball fraternity, 
uh if you were like oh yeah if you don't do this we're gonna shave your head for the little bit of hair that i have left that's really not a punishment and <laughs> long ain't really had that much hair left to begin no, with he did so not. like what would be the point I, he probably had to grow some of that george <laughs> for them to cut for this particular match and so, then this gets us the era of the teddy long head wrap whatever yes exactly yeah, so. yes with the do-rag we'll come up here uh very shortly uh so yeah whatever yeah this is too, it this was yeah teddy long gets knocked out for not for too long because he's jamaican uh one minute and 57 seconds yeah it that's just silly and see here's the thing okay so if you can't if you're going to use the thing we wrestle here but you know that uh uh god what's the dude's name uh the guy that's going to run flair out of here what's his name again a jim hurd jim hurd so he wants to give like a little kind of goofy version of wrestling too okay so nobody does goofy better than wwf obviously so anything that you do is going to be derivative of that but you can't drop this in the middle of what you just had like a seven 18 minute banger between the samoan swat teams and that like it just didn't make any sense it could have been a segment it didn't need to be a match with you know i'm gonna make fun of the pyro that they have for these things here soon enough too but like you know what i mean like it's just yeah you could have just we could have not done it would actually yeah probably i mean usually it's a palate cleanser between other big matches but they haven't really got into anything that really matters at this point right so. and again reading or watching this too I'm like, man, this was the era before VTRs, too, because I would really like to know how we got to this particular situation mm. as well. Like, why the hell are they having a hair versus hair match? Nah, I'm sure they sold it all, all the yeah. way up to the paper. When Paul Ellery, he ain't got no hair either. Like, why are we, <laughs> what are we doing here? Like, like, it doesn't really make any sense. So, yeah, anyway. All right. Match number five, y'all. It's for the U.S. Tag Team Tag Championship. Uh, Brian Pillman, RIP. Did we determine if Tom Zink was dead? I think he was RIP as well, right? I thought he was still alive. No, that was Rick Martell. I think Tom Zink is dead. You have to wiki that one. I thought he was gave it up, uh, as Hutch would say. Well, I uh, I was looking up Tom Zink and uh, it auto populated to Tom Zink death. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 2017. Yeah, it was a, a recent one. Yeah, so Brian Pillman, RIP, and Tom Zink, RIP, the champions versus the Midnight Express with Jim Cornette. Bobby Eaton, RIP. It might be one of the first times we've done that since then, too. Mm -hmm. And uh, Sweet Stan Lane. Uh, the stipulation is that Cornette's in a cage because of his rap, you know, his interference or whatever. Okay, so run it back here. We're not watching wrestling. Were the... The U.S. tag team titles were introduced when we were watching wrestling, though, right? Yeah, I remember, like, the U.S. Express had them. That okay. seems about, like, the role they served. Um, okay. And I know the Midnight's had them. I don't know if the Rock and Roll... The, the Rock and Roll had been gone. I think yeah. the Freebirds probably had them, but, mm. yeah. I think No, I can't remember. I, I don't know if they came in around the time of the UWF merger or what. I think that sounds about right. I think that... I think... There was a time where the Midnights had like both belts, like they were yeah. like universal champions. They had the U.S. titles and the World Tag Team Championships. Whatever. All right, so yeah, this is a great tag team match. You want to talk about heels and psychology <laughs> and matches that make sense? This is exactly that. Heels are there to make the baby faces look good, to shine them up, 
to make them look really good, to take some sort of tactic, to get heat on them, to give them a, a feed them a comeback and get to your finish. This is tag team wrestling to its finest. They make Tom Zink and freaking Brian Pillman look great in this. And not to say that they well, Pillman's much better than Tom Zink. It's not to say that they're bad, but freaking Pillman looks great in this. Yeah. Like, oh my God. You can definitely see why they had some plans for him for sure. But man, I mean, they make them look so good. And then when they do finally get the heat, they get to do all the Midnight Express stuff, even with Cornette being out, all the tag team moves, like all of that stuff is right there for them. I I, I thought this was a great match. I agree. And, you know, I think they thought, I, re- I kind of remember Tom Zink coming in because I knew him from the WWF. And I, mm-hmm. I think he looks great. But he's it, it, nothing special in the ring. He was fine for this, but I, you know, I think that was probably like one of these, like, oh, we got this acquisition, and he never really got over, and then they were kind of stuck with what do we do with this guy? Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. This is it's it, the other interesting thing is the we just see tag team on the WCW side is just tag team match after tag team match. And, mm-hmm. You know, it is a much more interesting match, and the Midnights are the best at it, and. You know, they could make anybody look good, and, and these guys had talent. So, yeah, this was another another really good match. Yeah. yeah uh, this is a great tag team match just for the psychology of baby faces and heels. This is exactly what they could and should be doing. Freaking Pillman kicks out of the Alabama Jam, you know, like that mm-hmm. was Bobby's finisher when he becomes a singles wrestler, which, oh, my God, that had to just destroy his back or – posterior gluteus maximus or whatever man yeah. like i just can't imagine uh they get you know they did that they did the rocket launcher they did i mean they had like all of their tag team heel moves you know where they beat up brian pillman and then you get to you know to zinc making a comeback it doesn't work out there's a nefarious move or stan lane you know in the schmas he freaking does one of his karate kicks uh roll up bobby eaton pins him you new u.s tag team champions okay Yep, that's what heels are supposed to do. They're supposed to cheat to win, even with their manager locked in a cage. Like, I, I don't understand how this is so hard. This is like DC fucking up movies. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess you know you you posed up front if if uh, if Cactus killed wrestling, but I think maybe the cool heel did more damage than the out of control. Uh, <laughs> daredevil yeah it didn't help that's for sure oh yeah that yeah all right anyway 20 minutes and 20 seconds though it's the longest match on the card yeah and after an 18 minute tag pre prior to that um so yeah all right so we get the return of the robocop we get the robocop appearance um yeah uh Now, what did Sting came down to do something and got locked in? Did they do yeah, that he got, they... he came down to do something. And okay, so the the horseman now, Oli is the manager. It's Oli, Sid Vicious, Arn, Rick, Flair, and Barry, Barry Wyndham. Yes, who is not to be seen at this point, but just wait, kids. Yeah. And um, so yeah, Sting gets locked inside the manager's cage that Cornette was in. And as the horseman, I'm like, you have him locked in a cage. Like, what the hell are you going to You can't do anything to him in the cage. And, you know, RoboCop makes his way out there. 
Uh, when I tell you it took a while, y'all, because he had to stay in gimmick. <laughs> it took a while. He couldn't uh, hit the ring. No, he did not. Uh, yeah, it it was a slow march if, to the if ring. I, I don't know if it was this part two or the end also, but I remember watching it. Sid looked lost the entire time. Yes, didn't know what he was doing. Yes, he was just like staying around. Looking yes. around like... Yeah. Uh, In a tux, no less. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and then he comes and frees Sting out of the, out of the thing and, you know, rips the cage off the door or whatever uh, it's okay that's fine okay then so we have when they when they brought don't forget like when they brought him out like when he was coming out of his special holding cell room yes and, and oh yes like, a little video yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't forget that <laughs> oh, awful and again my note here says the pyro just don't do it it, it, really, I mean, you really do have dudes with sparklers like suspending <laughs> them at the top of the thing. Like that's really what you have. Well, man. they almost burned the house down in the in the in the electrified cage, so they yeah, probably had to like scale it back. This is awful. Like, don't if you got if you're gonna do that, just don't do it. Uh yeah. So yay, RoboCop. Woohoo! So we have to talk about this a little bit too. Cornette has brought this up and it's come up on their podcast too about Sting's promos on how, again, good worker in the ring promos. I wouldn't call them nonsensical blade, you know, runner, ultimate warrior stuff. But he also, I I can see, you know, now watching back, I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Like before it was like, oh, I just like to do so much. Like it doesn't really matter what he's going to say. But now when you look at it now, he just he gets himself lost like completely. Yeah. And he's just bah! and then he just starts screaming. This I just watch it and I'm like, it's usually just rah rah stuff. Like he yeah. can't really tell a story. Yeah. Never really had to. It just Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, he's so over, so it wouldn't really matter. So all right. All right, so Robocop, but then we go back to the back with Tony Schiavone, and then we get the return of the junkyard dog. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Um so fat. <laughs> um, like he's in Zubas, man, which are made for bodybuilders and you know people that have kind of let it go a little bit. And them Zubas is playing with five fouls, man. Um, <laughs> it's not a good look. Uh, he comes back, Cornette confronts him. You know, essentially talking about where you been and like I've been all over the world, you know, looking for cocaine and crack. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's how I ended up in DC. Yes, exactly. Uh, and by the way, uh, uh, I think he's episode six or something of Dark Side of the Ring this year as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, be on the lookout for that. But, yes, the dog is back. Okay, so I hear Cordette talk about how over he was in, I guess that would have been Mid-South, and like how he had these credible matches with Ted DiBiase and the Freebirds and all that kind of stuff. And, again, if I ever have any free time, which I don't, I would love to go back and see some of that, you know, to see that because the dog we got not great. Yeah, uh, we got perennial mid Carter Tito yeah. Santana esque yeah. uh jobber to the stars at best. Yeah. Yeah, we got uh yeah, well, all of those when your favorite player goes and plays for another football team shit. Like, what the fuck is he doing playing for the Bengals? <laughs> <laughs> like oh man time must have got bad like you're out there playing for them dudes uh so yeah dog is back but he's fat 
And I don't think he's that. I don't. I don't think he's long for one Earth, but two, um, he's not going to be there in WCW for long either. Like I think this is really the 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 end. If he makes it to ninety two, it's probably a lot if based on kind of memory. All right, match number six, y'all. I thought this was it. I thought this was the watch along, but we already watched the rock and roll already. And the last time we did this. It's the Rock and Roll Express versus the Freebirds, air quotation mark, and a strap match. Uh, okay. There's so much to say. Um, one, it's Remy LeBeau Gibson with the <laughs> uh, That's awful. But two, don't. The pushing him to the ring with the jukebox on the little thing. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Like, I, I can't. So the, this is the Rock and Roll Express was definitely not a gimmick that was made to last. No, I mean, it, was, <laughs> it, it, it was obviously stellar for a limited window. Yeah, but it did not have legs. No. Say. Yeah. Yes. It, it is. It, it's you made a you made a tag team based on pop culture and gimmick, which changes every three to five years. You know, like people that were popular three years ago aren't necessarily popular now. So that's basically what happened. And their inability, I think, to change the gimmick a little bit, like made it worse. You know, my my note says th- this is it feels like old I man. Lost in your, the I'm losing your audio. I can barely hear you. Sorry. I said it feels like old man in the club. Like the rock and roll. You Express. might need to, like, check your cord or something. Okay, hold up. Let's go to full audio. Can you hear me? No. Nope. Barely. Can't hear me? What the heck? Try it again. Can you hear me now? No. What the heck? (laughs) How could you not hear me if I'm asking you that? Oh, wait a second. Now, adjust on my end. It doesn't really make a difference. Could be me, but... No. Still no? Oh, I got you. I got you. I think okay. it was my fault. It's okay. No, I, I said cheering for the Rock and Roll Express now. It feels like old man in the club. Yeah. Like, it's just, it. like, yeah, it makes sense, but it doesn't all at the same time. They're in better shape there here than they were in the last pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Um, they went on the Tommy Rich diet. Um, and But, yeah, it just, yeah. Whatever. That match highlights, free birds suck. This version <laughs> of the free birds suck. And this is also too pretty much what Jericho was doing by having people sing Judas. Like yeah. your heels. Stop doing moonwalks, man. <laughs> heels do not moonwalk. Like knock it off. Like this is like stop doing that. And like, yeah, that is this bad. And it, the heat, the Freebirds heat is all cheap, man. It's cheap yeah, heat. Yeah, it is. Like, nobody really cares. It's just all cheap. And who decided to put bald tag teams in the same color tights? Who did that? <laughs> it's definitely a tag team heavy pay-per-view. But, but c- Rock and Roll couldn't wear their blues? Yeah. I don't know. I don't have the, I don't think I, I don't have the same hate for the Freebirds. You're not wrong, but I don't have the same hate for them. <laughs> Uh, this was a, 
if you like watching Ricky Morton get his ass kicked for a long yeah. time, this is your match. This is just like every other rock and roll match. But yeah, I I don't remember the belts being the strapping portion of this being a huge part of the match, but yeah. whatever. I think we all knew how this was going to go. Yeah, my my note also here says that were them gimmick straps because uh, as a young black child, um, <laughs> I've gotten the strap before. Uh, them things leave whelps and stuff. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I didn't see that, and they were swinging them pretty hard. So I'm I don't think Michael gimmick. Hayes was excited about taking a belt. So. No. <laughs> uh, Rock and Roll Express was cheating in this match too. Fake tags. Like, you know, sneaking in and out of the ring. I'm like, well, hey. That, that's the thing. Shit. Like, cheating ass baby faces. They must that's have been watching is, WWF. Man. Oh, my God. I didn't like that at all. Uh, yeah. So, the heel tactics, they get heat on Ricky and they beat the shit out of him for a very long time. Uh, our match turns, though, when you get to the schmas after Robert comes in with his fist of fury, which he sucks at throwing punches and drop kicks <laughs> and backdrops. Uh, and then there's a flying uh, monkey flip off the top by Ricky to get the pin. One, two, three, Rock and Roll Express wins. Woohoo! Yay, we're happy. Uh, not a great match, though. Compared to the other tag team matches that we're going to talk about, these three out of the four out of the next five of these five matches, which is the watch along, uh, this one was not as good as the others. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, man, dang. <coughs> that's awful. All right. Match number seven, y'all. It is our watch along, so we'll be watching along and talking through it. Uh, y'all cannot watch it because the WWF won't let us. But if you can go to your Peacock <laughs> and load up literally at two hours, uh, this is the match that's coming in. Just some pre-limb uh, stuff as you're all loading that up or whatever. Uh, it's for the World Tag Team titles. The Steiners are the champions. Doom are the challengers. Uh, uh, I got a lot to say about Jerry Curls and wrestling here momentarily. <laughs> Uh, Doom is no mask at this point. Uh, like I'm, I'm curious as what the story was, what they were wind up being unmasked at this point. Uh, and and also no woman at this. Yes, point, right? that was yeah. also my next note. Yeah, woman is with Flair, I guess, exclusively now. Uh, so once you go black, you can go back. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, and we've seen this match a lot though. Yeah, like yeah, well, we've seen it a lot. Yeah, saying. and it's funny because uh, two pay per views ago they were the they finished fourth in the fourth in the yes they didn't win a match four four team tournament yeah um, but yeah no this yeah. was yeah we've definitely seen this match this the big man the you know the big power team versus the power team that's yep. definitely a staple of this era of WCW. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So if you pull <laughs> pull out your peacock, if you uh, turn on your peacock. Nope. Um, if you load. Yeah, that's better. If you load <laughs> your peacock app uh, or your computer or whatever, uh, you're going to go literally to two hours uh, to get to this match. When you get there, you'll see uh, all the participants are in the ring. Uh Referee Pee Wee Anderson, RIP, is in between there. I guess we're RIP Butch Reed here. Everybody else is alive. Uh, I missed one of my notes, and I texted to you during this. But this is on the previous match with Brian Pillman or whatever. That Jim Ross had the audacity to say the Boomer Sison was holding a paper party <laughs> to watch this match with the rest of the Cincinnati Bengals to watch Brian Pillman, who, again, as a longtime Bengal fan and sufferer, 
And who hosts the podcast about them? Uh, I don't remember nothing about no. You, you don't know the speed, the the special teams demon, Brian. No, I, I, yeah, I, 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 I again. Well, you, my memory, meh, whatever. Hutch's memory, he would definitely remember. He might not yeah. be able to tell you when Cool Ranch Doritos came out, <laughs> but he would definitely be able to tell you that Brian Pillman wore whichever particular number for the Bengals for this particular time and played special teams at this particular site or whatever. Like he would definitely have that memory if it would ha- actually happen. He probably has like a Strato card on him somewhere. Right? Yeah, there's that too. Jeez. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, Cody, your peacock, y'all. It should be past the commercial. If you haven't, you know, you're going to have to watch whatever commercial with Kaylee Cuckoo or whatever her name is um, and get to that point. Uh, the funny thing is, when I watched this match earlier, uh, at the end of it, I got a cop commercial after the black people just <laughs> absconded with the belts. So I was like, mm, that algorithm tracks. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, hmm, that's interesting. So, all right. So, two hours is where you're going, y'all. So, we'll do the countdown on the three, two, one. Hopefully, my peacock works. Nope, that's not good. And so, three, two, one. I'm muted. We're good. All right. Don't touch my do-rag. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, again, this is... uh. They're not. They're not long for uh, WCW either. The Steiners. Uh, they're going to no. be gone here fairly soon as well. As the road up, oh, my do rag. You have such a black man's do rag. But again, like, how, oh, they cut his hair. Um, that hair wasn't there to begin with, folks. Like, it wasn't. Mm-mm-mm. I got to get a different platform ready. Streamyard is not letting this work. Nope. For sound or video. So as Magnum BB is going through here, the crowd is actually very hot for this match. Your editing game is up to this. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, you know, as we're watching the Doom uh, have to deal with all of the, uh, we'll call them passionate fans instead of racist. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Look, man, I'm trying. Okay, I'm trying. Yeah, it's just so funny. Like the mics are picking up what Butch Reed is saying, and so if you have the captions on, you're like stupid geek, you know, like all these things <laughs> that he's actually saying. So I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, don't touch black man's do rag, man. I. <laughs> I know it was a shorter period of time, but it became to a point where I don't even remember Teddy Long as a referee. Do you? <laughs> no. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, he was it's so long. Yeah. It's so long ago. Lots of stats about uh, people who, what college they played for, for football and or yeah. wrestling. This yeah. is a uh, Jim Ross dream. Yes. Agreed. All these big men. Of beating each other up that also played football and whatnot. <laughs> Lots of shoulder tackles. <sighs> yes. 
Uh, that, again, remember that's uh, Mr. Ron Unfuckwithable Simmons. <laughs> yeah, I, I need it on a t-shirt. Them body slams by the Steiners are fucking awesome. Yeah, they're just—I mean—they're yeah. amazing. The like, Steiners, get, like this, this series has not taken the shine off the Steiners. I will. No, say <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it might have highlighted. Like, wait a second, why weren't we cheering for them? I, yeah. Agreed. Like, I didn't start really like cheering for them until they came back into the Nitro era. And then they were split up before they did too much of anything. Yeah. Okay. Y'all have to understand that um, wrestling with a... Those aren't really jerry curls if we want to get into black hairstyles. These are S curls. All right. So uh, it, it is a it is still an activator-based relaxer for your hair for black folks. Um, sweating like that, not a great idea. So what they would have had to do probably on a... I would say closely probably to a weekly basis is to have to reapply that. So at some point in time in this process, these dudes is going to be bald because you can't <laughs> put them kind of relaxers in your hair like continually. So I, I, I won't be surprised if we continue watching this series and both of them come out there with no hair because, or they do some hair versus hair match just to get it off of them because you can't continue to do that to your hair. It will not work at all. So, <laughs> and there's like series of wrestling like moves in this match too. It's not just like you know, like clotheslines, body slams, whatever. Like they actually do you know wrestling holes and arm drags and takeovers and all that shit. Like it, like the signers could do both. And the fact that Doom is like they still let them shine up. Like it's yeah. Like uh. Mm. I wonder why they weren't signed by WWEF. Well, I mean, Butch Reed was in his 40s at this point, right? And he's pretty old, yeah. But doesn't oh no, but did he but no, this is after he was the natural or whatever. We had blonde hair when he was in WWF. Yeah. That's okay. probably why they already clowned him, so. Yeah. Yeah, and now I think about that blonde man Butch Reed put his hair through some shit. <laughs> his like, hair was I mean, not like, long for this earth either. Yeah. <laughs> as I pull the hutch and almost think about him as being Tony Atlas, uh, I think back to the last <laughs> podcast where like Hutch, don't look up them pick, don't look up them videos of Tony Atlas, man. Oh <laughs> damn. <laughs> don't do it, man. I'm, I, I'm I need you to not do that. And he did not listen. Uh, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. So Ron Simmons is going to soon to be world champion here within the next couple of years, I guess. You know, moving on. It's like two, 92, right? Yeah, 92, I think 92. 93. Yeah. I mean, because this is, we're going to get to it when we get to it, but this is also one of Flair's last matches as well. Mm -hmm. uh, he's going to be run out of town here soon. The it's the infamous that heard one of them cut his hair, call him Spartacus. Uh, and yeah, that didn't work. That would have worked, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. How could you think like this person who has personified this promotion for however long, you know, at this point is getting 
you know, well, I mean, Flair was, yeah, you, like you you mentioned him earlier, but Flair's as much of a cool heel as anybody, like yeah. in certain crowds anyway against certain people. But yeah, how could you be like, oh, no, that's not Ric Flair anymore. That's somebody different. Yeah, like, that's Spartacus. That's insane. Yeah, we're going to cut his hair, give him an earring. Uh, mm. What? Oh, out to the floor. Uh, there's some crazy bumps here taken by the Steiners as well. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, I mean, these are, <sighs> this is the big old, uh, I mean, again, we've seen this match, but this one actually seems a little bit fresh, if that's even conceivable. <laughs> Teddy Long. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, like, you know, I don't know necessarily that Doom, like, evolved a whole lot over these couple pay-per-views for them to now get featured and get a get you know have them put the belts on them i think part of it is the road warriors leaving but they were never really in the picture anyway the title picture mm -hmm. um right. but i don't know maybe just ron simmons coming along you know don't know but yeah they or they're like we got to put it on somebody right steiners can't have it forever you know and, and i think you know just knowing the backstories a little bit or whatever. Like, I think everybody's unhappy at this point. Mm. Um, I don't think there's anybody that's really happy with the direction of the company. Um, I think Dusty's going to be back on the book here momentarily too. Like, uh, cause he'll be back in the WCW as well. Pretty much when flair heads up, he goes, you know, Dusty heads back down. If he's not all, he might already be there. Oh, a pile driver. Mm. 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 It is and it funny. didn't kill him. Yeah, oh. a pile driver used to be deadly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I, and the crowd is hot for this match, too. Like, they are, like, they are into this match. And the Steiners are super over. And again, these two dudes are selling for these two dudes like and making them look great like it's not the steiners didn't need a lot but mm -hmm. they're doing even more so to make them look good you know i i just yeah i, I don't remember where doom ranked on our freaking field of 64 there um but they probably didn't get as much love as they could have from real wrestling or probably us either but yeah I need to know the backstory on yeah. why woman left them, though. Or maybe they left her. I think that, yeah, I think it may have stemmed from the fact that she was like, she was pissed at them for sucking at the tournament or whatever. I think it might have mm. gone from there. And I, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know how they got unmasked or, mm. you know. Mm. Yeah, that, that part I'm not really understanding. A lot of velocity. Rick Steiner wrestled as a heavyweight at the University of Michigan. <laughs> mm. Mm. God, you really gracious. have to specify doom wrestlers when you're. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm like, I know I... about Dr. Doom. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, these dudes are. I mean, again, they're way over, you know, and you're again, 
the baby faces look great here. Then the heels are shining them up. And then there's going to be a spot where, and again, pretty much in all the Steiner matches, where Rick, or excuse me, Scott is going to, you know, be the person that gets the heat. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's perfect. Oh, my goodness, he throws Rick out of me. My God. You know, again, hard to cheer for Rick Steiner in light of his most recent Comic Con appearance. Um, not a good look. Uh, yeah, not surprising, but not a good look. Mm. Oh, so <laughs> yeah, so they they so they lost to the Steiner. They lost to they had to unmask. They lost a mask match versus the Steiners. Then I think woman dropped them. And the the story I just read was since they no longer had to conceal their identities as, you know, to mask who, which one of them was who, because, you know, they all look alike. Yes, um, they could oh. use their full move sets and then they started to prosper. Yeah, no comment. Uh wow. Oh my god, into the wooden stairs. And there we go. You know, and now Rick's getting beat the shit up. Or Scott is getting beat the hell out yeah. of. Oh, that's a big old clothesline. <clears throat> yeah. Again, in a world where everything is fair, you know, these dudes have multiple tag team championship reigns for a long time. And even though Teddy Long's not really much of a mouthpiece for him, which is probably what hurts him the most, um, I mean, you could have them wrestle against, you know, darn near anybody. And, you know, it's kind of back to the Rock and Roll Express thing, too. Like this era of these little tiny team dudes is kind of on its way out. But it's not because, like, the Fantastics are on their way in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and essentially they're just the Rock and Roll Express with a – I would say a better gimmick, but not necessarily. But they're coming well, back with a different gimmick. Well, it's funny too. Like they, it was like <clears throat> the dudes were the replacement for the Rock and Roll Express, but they sucked. <clears throat> and then, like you know, Pillman and Zank could fit in that role or whatever. Um, I don't think they last all that long. So no. yeah, they were. It was always trying to find the you know that babyface tag team, and then. Well, in the era right. of this, then you have the Steiners, you have a different kind of babyface tag team. So, But the funny thing is, is that Rock and Roll is going to be out here soon, too, according to Wikipedia, because shortly after this, Robert's going to take Remy was going to tear his ACL at a house show. Mm. And um, man, he's going to be out. And so that leads to Ricky Morton joining the, the, the Terry Reynolds group. Yeah. yeah. Little, uh, little Richard Morton or whatever yeah, his name was. Richard Morton. Thomas yeah. Rich. Yeah. Yep. And that she I, again, Terry Runnels, that um she didn't age that bad looking on Dark Side, sir. Yeah. yeah. Uh I could see how that goes. Um yep, here we go. Oh my god. So yeah, I I it just really became a situation where oh, I guess we just have like two kind of tag team divisions, you know, like that's why you yeah. never saw, you know, rock and roll versus the road warriors or anything like that, whereas you could pit them against like some bigger baby, bigger heels, but they stopped doing that too. Yeah. Then they were just like, oh, well, we'll just wrestle the Midnight Express. 
and that became and that almost became like the the world title versus u.s title it was almost Correct. like the light heavyweight tag team title more yep. so than anything yeah because i think the fantastics first night in wcw they beat the midnight express for the u.s championship i'm all yeah I'm, that sounds right i'm almost certain of that like on like on a clash of champions something like that suplex oh so yeah i i i don't know again in a completely fair world these dudes probably get a bigger chance than that and you would have thought that well minus being black you vince would have given them a run because you know they're huge yeah you know? i mean if you figure uh i don't i mean i guess he got at least some of the samoans he basically got everybody else from that tournament he does mm-hmm. get Ron Simmons eventually, but yeah, I think yeah. Butch Reed. I don't think he went back, but no, I don't think so either. And again, you brought Ron Simmons back and gimmicked him up, you know, nation of domination because yeah. everybody needs a gimmick. A, he was in that Chris Candino mm, dark side with his helmet on. Yeah, that's uh, awful. Yes. I think maybe that was Ahmed Johnson. Who did, did they put it? Did they put a helmet on Farouk? Or no? Uh, Maybe. No. Yeah, remember. it's just bad. It's just all bad. So we're getting to the point where uh, Scott's getting the crap beaten out of him. And we're going to get to this uh, heat spot here, or the uh, the babyface comeback, as it were. Another pile driver. <laughs> Two in the same match. Ring the damn mm. bell. Yes, my God. But again, the crowd's hot for this. Like, especially when you get up or towards the finish. Like, it's really hot. Oof. You can see, like, freaking Ron Simmons getting a lot better, too. Like, mm-hmm. a lot more comfortable. And you can see, like, how he's you know, like, oh, okay, I see how this works a little bit better. Mm. Nice. Little belly to belly there. Uh, Magnum is uh, week two of Dark Side. Oh, yeah. But that I mean, it's funny because that's not even like really a story. Um, yeah. Well, and I listened to the dude on Cornette's podcast where he was just like, you know, got to have something to break up some of the tragedy here. You know, yeah. so his story has you know a, a decent redemption. Not a redemption arc, you know, just a, like a positive spin at the end, so it's not as yeah. bad. So, but we'll we'll see how that goes. All right, come on. There's the Frankensteiner, my God. <laughs> Here we go. I remember that. Distinctly remember that blowing our minds back in the day. Yes, like oh my God. Rick, power slam, jeez Louise. You know, something I notice now that we've never noticed when we're watching wrestling before is like the referee, like getting their arm under their thing if they somehow missed that three count. Like, like, hey, man, you got to get your arm up, you know, like yeah. there's so depth of it. Like you would have never noticed it without looking now. But, you know, like the really good referees are so good at making sure that like, hey, man, make sure your ass kick out of this. oh they used the road warriors move yeah and it wasn't even really a cheat finish no not at all 
You know, it was just like, oh, this is going to happen here. Damn, Pee Wee Anderson. Come on. <clears throat> Run him into the stairs. My God. They love 10 counts, man. I saw I was watching something, one of them, the luchas or whatever. Look at it. Well, it, it is a cheap finish because Terry Long is distracting the referee. That was no worse than a regular double team. Yeah, no, I understand. Well, ain't nothing but ultra perm. Um, <laughs> and there you are. Your winners are new tag team champions. Doom. The tag team of Doom. Nice. Yes. This is in D.C., so there had to be a significant number of black fans there that were probably pretty happy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's quietly celebrating. Say, yes, exactly. Yes. This <laughs> is like when O.J. got up. Like, I can't believe it. My God. So, yes. Activator for everybody. All right. We'll stop this now. Okay. I mean, again, they are better than they should have ever been. Or they were better than I think that we thought. And again, they jobbing them out completely in that freaking tag team tournament. But whatever. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's get to the main event, y'all. Let's get to the main event. I'm not. It's the I'm not putting over Lex Luger match, y'all. <laughs> I'm still uh, not putting over I'm Lex still, Luger. Exactly. I'm still not putting uh, Lex Luger over, y'all. It's y'all the world can keep tag putting team. us in the ring, but I am not putting yeah, over I'm Lex not Luger. doing it. It's the world tag, <laughs> the world heavyweight championship. Ric Flair, the champion, versus the U.S. champion Lex Luger, who's had this belt as a heel, a face, a cool heel, a cool baby face. Like he's had it. At a minimum, three times in the pay per views we've done over the last eighteen yeah. months, at least. Uh, Luger had been attacked previously by the Horsemen, where they had attacked his legs and his knees, you know, or whatever. Um, and so now, because of that, the match is in a steel cage. Okay, isn't he like said. sick or something too? And they selling that too? Yes, they, they were the selling that. Oh, yeah, one hundred and four degree fever and you've died. i'm like oh come on man that's as bad as boomer Esaias and cheering watching this shit so when did they go to the wwf cage because oh, yeah. yeah that's bad because i was thinking did they switch to the and i couldn't remember did they switch to the wwf cage because sting got hurt trying to climb a real one or was that a wwf cage also i can't remember well the one they did with muda and and uh was it muda and terry funk versus terry sting funk, yeah versus flair and sting they that was a wwf cage because they gimmicked it because they had the elect they had the electric shock so they had right. to climb up mess with the electric shock mm-hmm. so they made it just like stuck with that or whatever but yeah and it's it's the it's the the bar ring and then bigger than the ring so it fits over. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, because um, we made fun a lot of the WWF at the time mm-hmm. for having steel cage matches in essentially a jungle gym. 
because um that shit didn't work it didn't look good <laughs> it looked super phony yeah because we were watching literal steel cage matches like your freaking you know background picture if you're watching on youtube like with people getting their heads run into it and faces scraped across it like that's what we were used to yeah the classic like meat grinder yeah and like so when i saw this and i was like wait what why are they dropping that over top of this well whatever and so woman is there for flair and she's somehow allowed to still be inside the cage um and then they checked her for something i don't know if it was oh that's right (laughs) yeah gloves i was like is it cocaine what is it (laughs) Like I don't, I don't understand. Like uh, I don't understand she had the foreign. She had the international object. Yes, and then this match, much like some of the others too, it felt very much like, hey man, we paid for three hours, so yeah, I'm um, gonna have to go. This shit's three hours. Like yeah, we we yeah, I'm I don't care. We we're not paying for three hours in one minute, but we definitely paying for three hours. Well, and, Blair is probably also like, what do you mean we're not going twenty minutes? What do you mean yeah. we're not going 60 minutes? Yeah, and it's a, a very short match. It's like 17 or 18 minutes in and of itself, too. But, like, the matches, it's a classic flair mm-hmm. match, really. He mm-hmm. does all of his stuff. You get the flip over the top. You're getting press slammed by Luger multiple times. You get some flexing. You get flair, or, you know, Luger kicking out of. Freak, oh, suplex. Yeah, dad, dad. Never mind. <laughs> like, it, it's the whole thing. Like, it's all of that. And then he winds up getting, you know, heat on the leg and start to take him out, you know, to getting ready for the figure four. Of course, it gets reversed, you know, and then you know the horsemen are going to get involved, which they do, you know, before the, and this was the other thing I had in here too. Before, you know, he tries, Flair tries to escape the cage and, you know, he gets run into the bars and he gets color and he's the only person that gets color the entire show. Yep. That's how it's supposed to be. If everybody gets color, it's not special. It's in the main event. This is (laughs) what it's supposed to happen. Not in like the undercard match. Like it's, this is not hard. Like I, I really don't understand why this is so hard. Like I just I just don't get it. And so the horsemen come down to the ring. They're trying to get in. Oli somehow finangles uh the uh cage to come up a little bit so that they can wind up getting in there. And Barry Wyndham sneaks under the ring and hits him while he has Flair in the torture rack and um gets disqualified. And then a beatdown ensues, you know, on Luger and his bad leg or whatever. This very much felt like the Dusty angle that they were doing where they broke Dusty's leg in the cage on the Omni. Very uh, much. And, you know, they, they were probably like, you know, Flair, we can only do this so many times. I mean, yeah. you can't <laughs> put him over at some point. Yeah. Nope. Like, yeah, we only have so many ways that we can get through this. But, nope. you know, so, I mean, good. That's fine. Wyndham looked great there. He's in yeah. shape. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I'll be honest. I don't remember Sid being a horseman. I don't all. really either. Yeah. I mean, so, and it seems like he no-shows every other pay-per-view. So, like, yeah. I'm not sure. And he prob- it's probably short-lived, but that's probably why we don't remember it. 
he's probably he's probably headed to WWF too. Oh yeah, I think he's probably pretty quickly as well. So you know, and then Flair gives an absolutely insane interview coming out of the ring. Insane, like he's all bloody. And, you know, like a fan touches him on the way, like out, like hits him on his arm and he goes nuts. Ah, you are, ah. I mean, he just goes crazy. There's blood dripping all over the place. It's all in his hair. He grabbed Tony Schiavone by the lapel and starts screaming at him. Like, I mean, he goes nuts at the end did, of this match. Did we skip Elegante? Oh, no. Yeah, no, it's coming. It's okay. Coming. <laughs> yeah, I, I got you. No, it's coming. So as he's going nuts. Sting winds up coming out there as well, and you know there's a confrontation, and then it's the big man himself, uh, Elegante. I want, I want the belt. I want the belt. I need to find a YouTube omnibus on how, why. Well, I mean, he's not the first person who was like this seven-foot former basketball player. Sounds like an athlete. He should be a good wrestler. They, I mean, there's the annals of wrestling are littered with that story, and oh, none of them are good. No, and he is probably one of the worst. He's R.I.P. Yeah. And plus, well. they, they got him in like this fake bear fur <laughs> what he's in but this one he looks like he's in like a freaking the aztec namor yeah. outfit yeah so you know it, it's mm, it's not great i want yeah. the belt yeah i want the belt <laughs> <laughs> oh, much like all giants in comic books and growing characters yeah. all giants in wrestling kind of suck. suck yeah yep it's just yeah. What's your what's your power? I'm big. Uh, what? <laughs> I can get bigger. Yeah. <laughs> but I could get bigger if you want. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Straight. That's not what we asked for. <laughs> we definitely didn't ask for that. So yeah, just saying. All right. So that's it, y'all. As a pay per view, it's actually not that bad. There's a couple of really good matches in here on the yeah. tag team parts. And to be fair, the minus the dusty finish there at the end, that match isn't bad either. It's a classic flair match. Like, it's classic. Like, you know, it's classic. He makes Luger look good even though he wasn't going to put him over, just like he did in the last pay-per-view. Yeah. He's like, oh, that's great, but I'm still not going to let you pen me. Yeah, I was I was struck by, like, the quality of the matches, and I came away from this one like, We've watched some offensive, <laughs> offensive pay-per-views, like at least one of which we're like, I I don't know that I can watch any of the matches from this again. <laughs> this was a good show. I mean, this is yeah, yeah it's one this, of the best ones we've seen yeah, for, sure, for sure for like both promotions for sure like for sure like other yeah. than like the clownish RoboCop element. Yeah, and the stupid boxing match. Yeah. You know, again, like uh, making fun of some of the matches because they were too long, and Norm the Lunatic shouldn't be, you know, with the, the road, warriors road warriors. Friend. Yeah, but if it was the Road Warriors versus Bam Bam Bigelow and uh, not Kevin Sullivan, and going to say anybody great. but yeah, Kevin nobody, Sullivan. yeah, nobody wants to see that. But if it was just those two, that would have been fine. I would have been like, oh, okay, I can rock with that. The problem becomes. In July, 
they're going to put on another show that we're calling the Great American Bash. So uh, you might be able to pull it up quicker than I can, but I remember that this is not great. It's not the next one we're going to watch because we got to go back to WWF. 1990. Uh, David Sierra defeats... Well, David Sierra versus Mr. X is a dark match. Yeah. Brian Pillman and Buddy Landell. Mm. Mike Rotunda and the Iron Sheik. <laughs> Doug Furness and Dutch Mantel. The strongest man in the world. He had a little uh whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. Harley Race and Tommy Rich. Oh, re- a, a championship rematch. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Midnight and the Southern Boys. Mm. Vader and Zink. Mm. That's a squash. That's squash. Uh, Steiners versus the Freebird, the, the fakeless Freebird. What naked pictures of Jim Hurd do the freaking Freebirds have? Yeah. Paul Orndorff, Junkyard Dog, and Elegante Yikes. versus Sid Vicious, Arn Anderson, and Barry Woodman. <laughs> Ooh, Lex Luger versus Mean Mark. Okay. Alan Paulie's going to make his uh, like yeah. reappearance. Yeah. 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 Doom versus Doom and rock and roll. That mm. that's as you're watching uh, along. That's a style clash, yeah. And then Sting yep. and Ric Flair. Yep. And, and yeah, they most of the matches are six to twelve minutes. A couple yeah. outliers. Yeah, Midnight Express. I don't even remember the Southern Boys, but I'm gonna imagine there's some freaking Confederacy in there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm going to imagine that there is. could probably pass on that. But, yeah, like, not great. So that's our next WCW. But I think the next WWF one, because, again, this is 1990. Pay-per-views are, are really kind of quarterly. Um, so what's next on the WWF side? What do we just do? We did uh, WrestleMania. WrestleMania. So it would be right? SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. And SummerSlam 90. Yeah. Don't feel good about this either. SummerSlam is uh, Smash and Jim Neidhart. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Texas Tornado. Oh, wait, SummerSlam Fever is that something different? No, oh, wait, hold on. All right, that's I'm something different. Shane that must be Douglas. some. Yeah, that must have been some like pregame or something like that. Shane Douglas. So that's mm-hmm. why we can't have the dynamic dudes anymore. Rats. Buddy Rose, Power and Glory mm. against the Rockers, the mm. Texas Tornado and Mr. Perfect, mm. Queen Sherry and Sapphire, Ugh. Fuck. the Warlord and Tito Santana, we all know how that goes, mm-hmm. the Heart Foundation versus Demolition when this is Smash and Crush, not Axe mm. and Smash. Okay. Oh, another Bad News Brown match, Jake Roberts and Bad News Brown. <laughs> Motherfucker will lose to nobody. <laughs> Jim Duggan and Nikolai Volkov versus the Orient Express. Oof. Macho what? Man versus Dusty Rhodes oh, okay. again. Hold on, hold on before you jump through that. Jim Duggan and Nikolai Volkov. Yeah. Huh? Well, he was. Is this after the wall fail? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. No comment. Macho and Dusty again. <clears throat> Hogan with Boss Man against Earthquake with Jimmy mm-hmm. Hart and Dino Bravo. 
And the Ultimate Warrior versus Rick Rude in a cage. Oh, but and he, I'm looking at Wiki, and he wins by. Remember, they don't pin the cage; you had to get out of the cage. Uh, yeah. okay. So these are there's a couple of squashes in here, I think. Uh, and the uh on Wikipedia, uh, Savage beats Dusty in two minutes and fifteen seconds. That must be Dusty's last. Yeah, this is yeah. He's on his way out for sure. Uh, that's definitely it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, uh, yeah. Where's your watch along in this? Watch Tito get beat again. I can't. <laughs> Texas tornado versus. Yeah, Murphy. you're probably right. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And it's uh, only five minutes long too. That's Kerry yeah, Von Eric. If you're not. Yes. Familiar. And I don't, and you know what? And much, yeah. And I don't remember a whole bunch about Kerry Von Eric, to be honest with you. Uh, so that'll actually be, there's a, this is a, Massive R.I.P. one though. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah. Shoot. Ah, oh, fuck. Match four, all dead. Duh. Match nine, all dead. Match nine, all dead. Shh. Match eleven, all dead. God, dog. Man. Okay. All right, y'all. Well, we'll be back for that. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. <laughs> On that note. Thanks, guys. Um, Thanks, guys. <laughs> we'll be back with the Grim Reaper, apparently. Yeah, exactly. The Grim Reaper versus the WWF. Uh, so, we'll be back for that. It's a good summer series for us. Uh, I'm moving into vacation mode here shortly. So, uh, you know, we have to get some some things up and going. Uh, and, you know, that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, that's it. So, uh, as a producer of this podcast, I'm signing off. Go ahead and sign off, Magnum BB. All right. We'll see you next time. All right. We'll see you guys next time, everybody. Peace.